spider, Michael. How big can it be? Come on, look what is this? What, where's the spider at? Like his Mothra, it's just a spider. You're making a big deal out of nothing, Michael. Come on, look, come here. Let me tell you. You're 10 years old, and it's time I teach you how to kill a spider the right way, all right? The most efficient way to, to crush a spider. All right, you get a good magazine the right way. So I'm gonna roll this up good and tight so you get a good grip on it. You get a bead on the spider, you get a side swing. That's where you can really like get some good action going. And you want to come across like that so you really crush it, you know. And you come across this way so it, you get his whole escape route in case you try to go. You take it and you whack it. Go on, whack the spider. I don't want to whack it. Come on, you got to whack the spider, Mike. Whack it. Dad, I'm afraid of spiders. I can't whack it. Let me explain something to you. All your life, you're going to be facing spiders, OK? You can't whack the yes, spider. Yes, you can. Dad. Come on, whack it. Come on, you can do it. Whack the spider, son. I don't want to whack it. Yes, you can. Come on, whack it. I don't want to whack it. Well, kill the spider. I can't whack it. Kill the spider. Dad, I crush. can't crush it. I whack. can't whack it. I can't do it. Hey. There, happy. No, I'm not happy, Megan. I was trying to make a point to your brother about how it's important to whack your own spiders. Whatever. One of the hottest TV shows right now, and you might be a fan, is Heroes. It's a great show. It's like a 21st century soap opera. And the whole idea of the show is these people have found out through just a different series of events in each of their lives that they have something special about them, that they can do things that before they didn't know they could do. They don't do it wearing capes. Thank goodness they don't wear tights. They don't have any special gadgets. They have just found out that there's something special inside of them that they never knew was there before. You know, the same thing is true in our life. There's something special inside of each person. You may not have discovered it. You may not realize it's there. And unfortunately for a lot of people, it's It's covered over with the problems they wallow in, with the mistakes that they've made. But if every person would look deep inside and peel back all the mistakes and all the fears, you would find a hero is living inside of every person. Many people never live life to the full because of their fears. And that's exactly why Jesus came, is so we could live life to the full. The way most people handle fears, they have this thing they're afraid of, this thing they're worried about in their life, and it's here, and so they turn around and run the other direction and get away from it. Not many people run towards their fears. Most people run away from their fears. But for every one of us, there's something inside that maybe we haven't discovered yet. Maybe you haven't found it yet. Maybe you haven't looked inside and found that ability to fight. Your ability to stand face to face and toe to toe with your problems and fears and say, I'm not going to give up. That, that is inside of every person. It gets covered up by mistakes. It gets covered up by problems and regrets and hurts. Today, I want to give you a few ways that you can stand face to face with your fears, that you can find the fighter in you. So you may have come here today thinking, that's it, I've got to give up, I can't do it anymore, I'm finished. Well, today, hopefully, through Scripture, I can give you a few ideas that will keep you from giving up. I found that in my life, when I peel back the mistakes, when I peel back the guilt and the insecurities and the reservations and the fear of failure, I find a fighter. 
And when I do that, I find out that life seems to work a little bit better when I'm not always running away from my fears. When I'm not coming up to my fears and going, whoa, and head in the other direction. I find that when I look inside and find a part of me that maybe I've never discovered before and I fight, life just seems to make a little bit more sense. We're in week two of a series called Heroes. And then we're talking about how everyone can do something heroic. And over the next few weeks, we're going to look at different people in the Bible who did just that, something heroic. Some of them did something big and flashy that was out there for the whole world to see. And some of them did something very quiet in a behind-the-scenes way. But nevertheless, they did something heroic. Let this series, let this series of messages be the ones that connect deep inside of you. It's our hope as we put this series together, as our teaching team gets together and thinks, what do we need to say next week? What do we need to say the next week? That you will be able to discover something inside of you that was not there before. A strength maybe that you've never felt before. I have to confess to you, I deal with fear. There's things in life that just scare me. Some are rational, some are irrational, some, they make no sense at all. But still, there are things in my life that scare me. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear, fear of really big dogs. Well, I've kind of conquered that one in the past, but I've learned a few things about fear. One thing about fear is fear is worse than the actual thing you're afraid of. When I was a little boy, six or seven years old, my parents would put me in my bed, tuck me in, go to their bedroom, but they would turn out my light when they left. And as soon as they had, they'd swept my room for monsters, there were none under the bed, there were none in the closet, and they would flip out the light. And in the corner, I promise you, right by my dresser, there was a cowboy. And he had a big hat on, and he leaned against the wall, and he smoked a pipe, and, and he was mean and scary. And I would yell, Mom, Dad, the cowboy's back. And they would come into our room and turn the light on. Son, there is no cowboy. Yes, there's, just stay here. You'll see there's a cowboy. He appears when the lights come off, and only when I'm in name by myself, and he's real. But I found out as I grew, there was no cowboy. It was all in my imagination. So my fear was much worse than the thing that I was actually afraid of. You know, there's about 2,000 classified fears. I think it's phobiafear.net or something like that where you can read of the the 2,000 fears. Here's some of them. Nobody has this one. Cathosophobia. It's the fear of sitting. There's some people standing in the back. Teenagers love this one, first service. Didascalinophobia is the fear of going to school. And uh, hopefully anybody has this one. Ecclesiophobia is fear of church. Amnesiophobia is the fear of amnesia. I thought, how would you know if you had that one? But so, wow. Sosurophobia is fear of parents-in-law. Ooh. And phobiophobia, my goodness, if you have this one, you're messed up. That's the fear of phobias. That's being afraid of being afraid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And then homophobia, which I hope nobody has. That's the fear of sermons. So maybe I'll help you develop it. I don't know. But 
There's a lot of fears, and we can laugh about some of those and think that's funny, but how many people go through life scared to death of something, never being what they were created to be, all because they're afraid? All because they, they deal with some fear, and they deal with something that maybe they made a mistake in the past, and they're afraid to take that step, either towards the fear or out away from it, but just live their lives petrified. God never intended for anybody to live their lives in fear. He intended us to live our lives in confidence. Listen what God said in Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. So in spite of how we feel, God does not want us to be afraid. He wants us to know I've got it. I've got it covered. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to go through life in fear. You don't have to go through life in terror. You don't have to be afraid because I'm with you because I've got the tough stuff handled. I've got it. Just stick with me and you don't have to live life in fear. But still we deal with fear. Thousands of years ago, people dealt with fear. Today, I want to share two stories of two guys that did some things that were heroic, but also they faced some big fears. They chased some big fears and they conquered it. Something that these two guys knew that I'm going to tell you about in just a minute that we all need to know is that with God, things are possible. With God, all things are possible. With God, things that normally wouldn't be possible are possible. That was true then. It's been true throughout all time. It's true today. In the Old Testament, you can read about this little shepherd boy named David, whose father had him out tending sheep all the time. He was the youngest in the family. So David was the one out there taking care of the sheep. And while David was taking care of the sheep, lions and bears would come in, get the sheep, carry them off. And then David would have to go after them. He would get his club. He would go after the sheep. And he would go after the lions and go after the bears and he would kill them. So he kept doing this over and over. And I can just imagine David thinking, geez, another lion, another bear. I got to go get the sheep. So he leaves the sheep. He goes and gets the one that's been stolen and he kills lions and he kills bears. That had to be scary for a young boy. David probably wondered what is going on. Why do I have to deal with all these lions and bears? Fast forward a little bit in David's life. David goes to the front lines where the Israelites were fighting against the Philistines. And he shows up and the Israelites are scared to death. They're living in fear. They're all just sitting in their tents thinking, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. This is the end. It's over. And they're scared because there's this big giant off in the distance taunting them day and night saying, you bunch of weaklings come out and defeat me. If you kill me, we'll all give up. So here's Goliath, nine feet tall, taunting all these Soldiers who are saying, forget it. We cannot beat this guy. There's nobody that can go one-on-one with this guy and beat him. And then David, the little boy David comes up and says, I can do it. I can defeat this giant. And guess what? He did. The little boy went up against the giant and he beat him. He put stones in his slingshot, slung it around, threw it, hit the giant in the head, sunk inside. The giant died. Fast forward a little bit more in David's life. And now he's king of Israel. And David has generals around him and he has a bunch of men around him that the Bible refers to as David's mighty men. And one of the men in David's mighty men was named Benaiah. And Benaiah was this really tough, 
tough warrior. He was a tough soldier. I mean, he, he, would, he could kill the enemy like that. He wasn't afraid of any of them. And one day, Beniah was so brave and walked in the face of his fear so much that he actually killed a lion, a wild lion. He didn't just kill him. When the lion took off running, he ran after the lion. He chased it down and he killed it. Two regular humans, nothing superhuman about either of them, who chased down a fear, who stood before this huge obstacle and won. That's because when God is involved, things that may seem impossible all of a sudden are possible. Little boys don't kill giants. Men don't go up against a wild lion without a gun anyway and win. But when God is in the equation, everything changes. And people go through life with this this spirit of fear, being scared to death of the next step, being scared to death of failure, being scared to death of whatever, of this and that. When God says, no, that's not how I ever intended you to live. Here's how I intended for you to live. Second Timothy one verse seven says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Ask yourself this question today. What's my lion? What's my giant? Because we've all got them. We've all got that thing which scares us the most. And God never intended for any person to live their lives in fear. Here's some ways to take action against lions and giants in your life. Just a few statements that you need to write down that that you can personalize and internalize and say, okay, I've got fears, I've got problems, I've got issues in my life. Here are some ways that I can personalize these stories of David defeating a lion, a bear, and a giant, of Benaiah chasing down this lion and killing it. Here are some things I can learn from that story, put into my heart that will help me conquer the lions and the giants that come up in my life and live the full life that God intended for everybody to live. Remember the past, it will give me strength. When I say remember the past, I'm not talking about in a guilt way. I'm talking about in a good way, remember the past. You can either let the past make you better or the past make you bitter. It's your choice. You can either use the past as an excuse or you can use the past as experience. You can say, well, I'm this way because of all these things that happened to me back there. If all those things hadn't happened to me, then I wouldn't be this way anymore. That's just the reason I am the way I am because of all these terrible things that happened. Wah, wah, wah. That's using your past as an excuse for the way you are now. Or you can use your past as an experience and say, because of that, I made it to here. Because of that, I'm stronger. Because of that, I have a little bit more wisdom. Because of that, I have a little bit more ability and skill. Because of that, God's brought me to where I am today. It's your choice. Excuse or experience. There's two words that will ruin your past and head you down a path of nothing but guilt. And those two words are, if only. 
If only I had married a different person, if only I'd lived in a different town, if only I'd gotten a different degree, if only I'd been born to different parents, if only I had a little bit more money, if only I would have done this in the past instead of that in the past, if only I would have maybe gone to this school instead of that school. And you can if only your life away while looking at the past. That's not the kind of remembering I'm talking about that brings strength. The kind of remembering that brings strength is to look into the past and say, you know, I was up against the wall. I didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't see any way out. And then all of a sudden it broke loose. All of a sudden it got okay. All of a sudden we reconciled. All of a sudden we worked it out. All of a sudden I was able to discipline myself to get out of debt. All of a sudden, all of a sudden when I was backed up against the wall and thought I couldn't take another step, Something happened and I looked deep inside and I made it. I know all of you have done that because you didn't die. That's the worst thing that could have happened. You're here. You look like it. So you're alive. So you made it through whatever happened back there. God delivered. You made it. And here you are. So remember that. Remember how you got through that. It will give you strength for today. Remember that past successes can bring purpose to your current problems. Past successes can bring purpose to your current problems because what's going on today is going to be in the past at some point. Well, tomorrow. So past successes can bring purpose to your current problems. What's going on now can give you hope for the future that you're being strengthened for something that's next. You know, David had a pretty big problem. His countrymen were scared to death of this giant. None of these men in all their armor, all their, all their spears, all their might, none of them had what it took to go up against this giant. They were just looking at here, looking at now, saying he's too big, we can't do it, anybody would be killed against this man, there's no way. So all they were looking at was the giant. They were focused on the giant, and David comes along and looks in his past, and when the king says, you're a little boy, you can't kill this giant, he goes, oh, I've been target practicing. I've been killing Lions, I've been killing bears, and every time a sheep would get stolen by one of them, I would chase it off, and, and, and then I would kill it. So this giant is nothing. David wasn't just looking at the giant at how big he was. He was looking in the past at how faithful God had been and how much strength he'd had in the past and said, I've just been doing target practice, and now it's just a little bigger target. I can do it. And does he? Yeah, listen what he says. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 36, I've killed both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. David understood something that all of us should understand. What happened then got me ready for now. What's happening now is getting me ready for what's in the future. In my personal life, in my life in ministry, in my life as being on a whole different track career-wise, and then all of a sudden taking that detour and going into ministry, there have been a lot of times I've thought, what in the world was I thinking? When I was around people who didn't seem to like me and I really didn't like them, and I'm thinking, well, is this what it's supposed to be? Is this what it's supposed to be like, God? I, I felt like I was following you, and now it's just problem after problem after problem. You know, maybe I ought to just quit. I felt like I'm done. I'm finished. I'm, my original career path, the weatherman is still available. So maybe I'm going to go back. I'm going to become that weatherman I always wanted to be. 
And then, and then I got through that. Even though backed up against the wall, problems abounding, I, I got through it. I made it through it. And then I'm at the next point in life. And here come problems again, which I figured out in life there are problems. No matter who you are, no matter where you are. There's no such thing as a problem-free life. So here I am in another set of problems thinking, what am I going to do now? Okay, maybe weatherman. So I'm back to that idea again. That wasn't going to work out. And then it didn't take long till I realized when I got way out here into the future, several years down the road, and looked back and said, oh, now I understand. All those things that I couldn't see past, all those things that were hurting, all those things that didn't make sense... Those were strengthening times for me to get ready for what was next. So it's easy to be on this side of it and look back and say, now I know why that happened. Now I know why that happened. Now I know why that happened. So look into the past. It can give you strength. The same is true for you. Just look back and look at the times you made it. You did it. You came through. You conquered. And look at what God was getting you ready for. And just imagine what he's getting you ready for in the future. Romans 8, 28 became, the, the scripture meant something completely new to me when I was able to look back and say, oh, now I get it. Now I understand. All things work together for those who follow the Lord. Looking into the past without saying, if only. Looking into the past and using it as an experience instead of an excuse for the way you are will bring you strength. Another statement to personalize from this story is, don't just face my fears, chase them. I did truly have a fear of dogs when I was younger, and it came from this one dog named Tuffy who lived at this one house between my house and my grandparents' house, and it was a very safe place to live except for Tuffy, and my parents would just say, you walk down to your grandma's house. So I would walk down to grandma's house and every time I would try to tiptoe, not mess up any gravels in the road so Tuffy would hear me and run out. And he would run out. He would chase me and my friends. He would literally bite on the back of our shirts and bite at our rear ends as we were trying to outrun this dog. And he was this mixed bred, ugly collie. And I was in total fear of him. I would sneak behind trees and, and go up around the hill, everything just to avoid Tuffy. And then one day I said, that is it. Me and Tuffy are going to tangle. I'm, I'm finished. And all I'm going to say is after that one day I made that decision, he never ran out on me again, and he went home with a completely different attitude that day. And when I came by from now on, Tuffy was like, what's up? How's it going? He didn't run out on me. Benaiah didn't just come face to face with a lion. He didn't just look at the lion and go, oh, my gosh, a lion. It's wild. I'm not. He's going to kill me. He didn't just come face to face with it. He chased it. He chased it down and he killed it. Second Samuel 23 verse 20. There was also Benaiah, a valiant warrior who on a snowy day chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. I wonder if, if Benaiah looked at that lion when, when he was getting ready to fight it and thought, what if he's too strong? What if he's too fast? What if he's hungry? What if he rips me to shreds? What if he has me for dinner? What if I lose? What if, what if, what if? Just the same way, if only ruins your past, what if will ruin your future? What if will have you running from your fears before you know it? What if I get hurt? What if I fail? 
What if I make a mistake? What if I trust myself with someone one more time and they burn me? What if I try to get into a relationship again and I get burnt? What, what if I try this new thing and I don't make it? What if people laugh at me? What, what if I look like a failure? What if, what if, what if? When the truth is, you might get burned. When the truth is, you, you may get hurt. The truth is, you may fail. That's called life. That's just the way it works. But looking at life through those two words, what if, will bring you nothing but pain, nothing but worry, nothing but anxiousness about the future. Okay, which looks more like failure to you? Never trying or trying to chase down your fears and problems no matter what the outcome is. Which is failure? Just never trying, just giving in, giving up, saying forget it, or giving it a try and saying, I'm going to chase it down. I'm going to conquer this. I'm going to put this behind me. No matter what the outcome is, there's no such thing as failure anyway if you learn from all your mistakes, right? There is no such, if you learn from when you mess up, if you learn from when you get burned, if you learn from when you fail, there is no such thing as failure. It's called education, And all of us can look at the times in our life when we've made mistakes, when we've goofed up and say, okay, I'm not going to, okay, hot stove, I touched it, not doing that again. Whatever it is, you can learn from your mistakes. Chasing your fears and chasing your problems gets you ready for what's next. I can just imagine David maybe coming up to Beniah and saying, hey, Beniah, you're going to come up against this lion. I need this lion killed for whatever reason. And, and he's talking to him and saying, but if you kill this lion, if you defeat this lion in your life, you are going to be able to do even greater things. If you get past this, if you chase it down, no matter what the circumstances are and you get rid of it, if you defeat it, you're going to be stronger. You're going to be better. You're going to be more equipped to take care of the future. And listen what happened in the future in Benaiah's life. 2 Samuel 23, verse 21. This is after he killed the lion. Once, armed with a club, he, Benaiah, killed a giant Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Benaiah wrestled it from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Chasing down the lion, not giving up, gave Benaiah the strength to handle what was next. What if he would have run from the giant? What if he would have said, I mean, from the lion? What if he would have said, oh, it's snowing, it's slick, it's not good lion fighting weather today, I'm not going to deal with that. And and so he ran the other direction. If he would have done that, I don't think he would have been able to wrestle the spear away from the giant Egyptian and kill him. And God used David in his life to say, if you defeat this, it's going to get you ready for what's next. Because David knew from firsthand experience, looking into your past and seeing what you've defeated in the past and seeing what you've come through and learning from mistakes and learning from failures only gets you ready for what's coming. So what's your lion today? What's your giant? What's got you scared to death to take your next step? Sometimes it's hard to see because we're wallowing in if only and what if, and we only look at the present. We only focus on the giant. We don't think about what God's done to bring us where we are and how God's going to handle us into the future. See, we can only see today. And when we just focus on right now and we just focus on the problems in front of us and we just focus on the pain or the hurt or whatever you're going through, when you just focus on that and nothing else, 
it covers up the hero inside of you. It covers up that fighter like David was, that fighter like Benaiah was when you just focus on today. But when you look into the past, when you chase those problems and fears down, it gets you ready for what's coming in the future. And what I've learned through my personal fears that I deal with almost on a daily basis like the rest of you, what I've learned is my past problems and my present fears prepare me for a future that only he can see. And I've watched that played out time and time again in my life. So my encouragement to you today is to do something heroic, to be a fighter, to look deep inside and find that part of you that's willing to fight for your marriage, that's willing to fight for relationship with your kids, that's willing to fight to step out on a ledge, take a step of faith and be in a relationship that's willing to fight and say, I'm going to get past whatever obstacle is in my life because God is going to use this to give me strength for the future. What's happening to me today is going to be something I look back on and say, that made me stronger and that made me able to handle what's going on now. Uncover all that in your life and do something heroic.